Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition, a very special edition of RSF Radio. Today is October 18th, and I have the pleasure of inviting a longtime friend to the podcast. You're listening to RSF Radio, where we talk typically talk about what's been going on, on the front page of our Street Fighter, but I have got to stop the presses. You might know him uh, from... See, I feel like I can't introduce you any other way without giving it away. It's Hitboxor, everybody. He plays. He's <laughs> like when he's the synonymous person, at least I have in my mind, for Hitbox, because uh, you've had that in front of your name for so long. It feels like since the <laughs> SF4 era. Uh, I've seen your name in the the weekly brackets from time to time, and. Remember that name from so long ago. It's been HB Sora. And remember watching your tutorial videos to learn how to use a hitbox, even though I don't myself play on a hitbox. It's always something I've considered, but how the hell are you, man? What's up? I am good. Uh, I cannot ask for a better intro, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, that's, hey, man, we're all, we, it's one of those things where, like, I've, I've known of you for so long. I, we've only talked a couple of times, but uh, saw each other at Evo and then talked about running this. And you had some news that you wanted to share with about Hitbox. And I think that, you know, typically when I have guests on, I typically like to start with, you know, what they got going on. What do they want to pitch? Uh, but in your case in particular, I think I'm going to take a sideways and say, why should I care about Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Is it good? Uh, that's that's a curveball question. Um, it it is. It also has the most convoluted storyline in the planet. You don't say. Uh, yes, I know, right? <laughs> the action RPG elements of it is bar none the best. The best in the series being Birth by Sleep. If you have not played Birth by Sleep, if you are playing any one game, play that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because it's absolutely amazing. Okay, all right. That's a good pitch. Um, and like uh, obviously, I bring that up. That's where you get your name from. Uh, that's just in my mind been synonymous with you. Never touched the series myself. Uh, it, I know that Goofy is in it. Goofy's in it. Yes. Goofy's a badass. I'm just gonna have to say that right now. <laughs> that's that's just that's a quote you can put on the back of the box of this podcast. Yes, Goofy, Goofy is a is badass. A badass. Goofy's he t- takes like hits like no other person. He even quote unquote dies for Sora at some point. Goofy is a uh, badass, badass hitbox Sora. <laughs> okay. Yep, yep, yep. Goofy's All a right. So with that in mind, with that in mind, folks, moving forward, let's talk about hitbox stuff. Because let me ask you this: How long has that been a thing for you? How long have you been affiliated? with hitbox okay um hitbox started to uh start literally start of sf4 mm-hmm. um i was affiliated right around when vanilla marvel dropped the six months before ultimate dropped mm-hmm. um because i was already playing not marvel but soul caliber 4 at the time and to switch to a controller mm-hmm. they were local i was in vegas they were in vegas i played we became friends um, Ultimate Marvel dropped right around 2012. Uh, I got really good at it, and yeah, I was one of the first players they quote unquote sponsored. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching videos of your your lightning loops with Zero. 
Yep. Very, uh, my fa- most famous video arguably is the how to, um, I need the zero video. It's a, mu- it's a music video, combo video uh, that is using Bonnie Tyler's, um, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Well, with that in mind, then how like how did how did this start? Because you're you're a little bit deeper with Hitbox now, not just like sponsored player. You're like you're like in it now. Right. Um, so after my player stint, um, fast forward to 2017. Um, after Evo 2017. Um, I was still in Vegas and I was talking with uh, the founders. We were still friends, even though like they stopped sponsoring players for a while. And mm-hmm. um, for the time was really marketing. Um, their digital marketing uh, was really distant, but close to it. Um, they had a website and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on my day job, a professional um, marketing a, prof- a marketing professional. Really? So huh. I decided, yes, yes. I should have I'm asked a digital you that marketer. a long time ago. I could, I could use a marketer. I'm shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I dis- we just talked and I'm like, okay, I can do this digital marketing stuff for you. But also, one of the biggest things I've wanted to do in esports for a while was manage teams. Mm. I, wanted, I wanted the uh, experience uh, to kind of handle player relations, community relations, and all that. So this position I have now with Hitbox, which is kind of like, call it anything internally, but I guess it's marketing executive, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, I handle both their digital marketing stuff, so anything on social media, as well as their website, Mm -hmm. manage the team, quote unquote, um, which we're now talking about today. Right. All right. So, what do you guys have planned in terms of marketing now? You were talking about maybe sponsoring players, perhaps, or something along those lines in the future. Um. So, a little bit of clarification in that sense. We've already been doing what I'm about to talk about mm-hmm. um, for quite a bit now. You might have seen Punisher play on Street Fighter. You might have seen Automatic to an extent, and now Zamu. Uh, those relationships with those players are have already been existing in the background, but what changed recently to make it publicly official, not just under the table, kind of oh okay, let me send you to this event, so and so on and so forth. Right. Um, just being a little bit more um, formal about it to players. Um, so like the whole spiel now i don't want to yeah yeah, get into it that's why i cut out the beginning of this show to talk about whatever my guests have going on i want to talk about the meat of the cool stuff you have you've brought to the table unless there's some other cool shit you want to talk about before we get there i mean we can we talk about soul caliber later i'm sure but I I am because I am curious about Hitbox because if you were to ask me the dullard uh, how I've seen Hitbox's trajectory even over the last two years is that uh, I want to say it was a little bit before Evo and then at Evo it kind of hit its uh, its stride mm-hmm. and it's kind of everywhere and it just shot up in terms of like 
I heard like all across the board, people being like, I can't get my orders fulfilled because Mm -hmm. there's just, there's, we can't make them fast enough. Uh, so I've only heard good things about Hitbox ever since, uh, Evo this, this last year. Uh, The nail on the head. Uh, that was our view internally as well. Uh, Evo 2018 was nuts in a sense. Um, both of my bosses, uh, so to speak, were thinking, oh, we have so-and-so number of units will never sell out. Mm-hmm. And I said at the beginning of the weekend, you guys are nuts if you think you're not going to sell out. They Even undershot, the weekend they was undersold. Over. <laughs> they, yeah, it, it was they crazy. They pulled a like, Nintendo, basically. <laughs> we, uh, we sold out to the point where we ran out the online stock that we were reserving. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't want to be out of stock after Evo, we ended up having to. Because otherwise, we'd be there with a the booth with a full day of nothing. So <laughs> yeah, right. yeah it, it, it really didn't make sense. Um, but yeah, the trajectory for Hitbox has been kind of on the rise since Evo. I can definitely see that, definitely appreciate that. And that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So and let I, me uh, and I think go that ahead. makes sense. I mean, I've seen... Because what you typically see is stick manufacturers like Hori or uh, Kemba. Just they'll they'll sponsor teams that, and like under that umbrella, it'll be like a portion of the team will be sponsored by Hitbox or like hype or not Hitbox, but like Hori HyperX. You know, Astro headsets or whatever, but it's like an amalgamation of um, of people who make accessories for fighting games and stuff like that. Right. But right. I mean, you used to see this with Mad Cats, and I guess you still do, even though Mad Cats is because they're like coming back, but mostly with PC stuff. So right. I think it makes sense for to just cut out that middle and say, well, here we are. We have the ability to sponsor players in some capacity uh, who use our product, and that's the best way to get your product out there, uh, at least get eyeballs on it, And as far as I'm concerned. So now you're just doing that. You're just committing to that, really. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned it like that because um, we're not knocking the old model of sponsoring um, teams, right? Because it's a quick way to get with top players mm-hmm. um i think of echo fox of course i think of uiu of course i think of uh, um and other up-and-coming teams along those radar like coalition gaming stuff like that mm-hmm. um, that makes sense um but for us um teams typically have high level very like mm-hmm. players been with ftc four five six seven eight ten plus years right those people play on stick right more often than not as he, is typical as is typical and and i can't blame them because that's where they've been asking them to change to hitbox is like asking them to change their hands mm-hmm. it really doesn't make sense for them it doesn't make business sense for them it doesn't make business sense for us to force anyone to switch um the only exception to that would be clockwork shout outs to clockwork by the way oh, um, really? where he huh. was yeah, he was a Marvel 2 veteran, played stick yeah. for the longest time. At the end, he decided to switch to Hitbox and never look back. Hmm. Um, but that's that's a unicorn. Uh, for my intense purposes, Clockwork's a unicorn. He's just <laughs> amazing. Um, 
But for the rest of us plebeians of the world, really, uh, we can't do that. So this um, kind of thing we're doing, the new and upcoming players, the ones that aren't picked up by teams yet, the ones that are looking very, very hungry to get picked up by teams, but they just, just don't have the means to travel to these events. They don't have the knowledge of what sponsors are looking for and or are just looking to get better. Right. Uh, that's what this program is all about. Yeah, I th- and I kind of from what our Street Fighter does, I'm totally behind that um, because you're basically setting players up to... And I'm not saying that this is like going to cut... It's not to like cut you out of it because that's not really the case. Uh, it, because if they were to be picked up by other sponsored teams, it's that like, they're still using a hitbox. It'll, exactly. it'll still be out there. Like that's a win for you if they get picked up by say like an Echo Fox or a UIU. Because then it's like, well, they still do the thing that that we would have been doing anyway. But for you, like, it's get- just it's that you, you're doing that little bit of investment towards players who uh, might need it. We do a similar thing like at our Street Fighter for, I mean, we're doing that for Canada Cup um, currently with Mono and Marine, where it's just they're, they have two totally different situations where they just need that little extra bit of money to travel to more events, uh, gain that experience to then bring more eyeballs to them for in terms of sponsorships maybe set them up to earn money themselves in the fighting game community um so that's really what hitbox or at least that's what it sounds like hitbox is planning on doing and really upping their game in the next like year or so your 2019 Uh, might be pretty stacked yeah i know that's that's kind of the challenge now isn't it um, but mad respect, by the way, for you guys doing what you're uh, sending players to Canada Cup. I know that's not cheap, um, especially mono PR. Like, where are you sending it from? That's yeah. not definitely not cheap. So yeah. good, good, fantastic job on that. Um, hey, that's the community. Like, we, I, what we do is just like arbitrate all that stuff. It's really the community who steps up and and gets that done. I just we just provide a platform to make it happen. Oh, that's great. That's, that's so what like, but I we've had we've had the last two shows talking about them and building them up. Let's not build them up anymore. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck those okay. two players. <laughs> I want to talk yeah, about I, the hot here, new- <laughs> here I am trying to be nice, right? Okay, fine. fine, fine, fine. I know. I know. Let, let me. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me. Dive I'll a let no bit. one build me up on this show. No one. Fine, 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 fine Joe. I, I submit. Um, <laughs> let me then dive deeper into what the specifics are, because I think um, uh, players are looking more for that info, right? Right. Um, so the way we're calling this is not actually a sponsorship. Whenever I write it out, I actually add air quotes because it's not. Right. It, um, we are not a long-term sponsor. We do not have the resources that Quanva would have, Razor would have, or anything like that, mm-hmm. where we can like set up yearly contracts for every single player indefinitely. But what you said, um, allowing players to find teams, right? right? Or allowing players to find um, orgs that they might join up to. That's definitely our intent, and we'll support them to the end until they get there. Um, so there's no contracts, and how we deal with it is that two months before an event, 
we talk to the player and say, hey, are you interested in going to this? You say yes, we kind of agree on, okay, here's what the, I'd like you to do for us. Like, for example, I'd like you to stream once a week with a, hit, a camera over your hitbox uh, saying that you're training for Canada Cup. That's right. what I had with um, Zombu, for example. Um, with Coup d'etat, we had the same thing. Uh, and he got picked up by Coalition Gaming with under this model, which is fantastic. That's the perfect um, model then. That's the success story that you wanted to exa that, That's exactly what you want to do. Um, so we decided to pick him up and to say, okay, we'll send you to SCR. You get picked up by SCR um, or at SCR. And then that was that. Mm -hmm. um, so we pay for the hotel, flight, reg, everything that a sponsor should be doing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and we also provide them, for example, if they don't have a hand camera for the stream to highlight their hitbox, we send them that. Uh, if they need some t-shirts, merch, like the carrying case that was brought around SER, we hook them up with that. Hmm. Um, and that is related to the event itself. Uh, that's pretty much it. Now, um, levels in terms of the sponsorships as well. Um, right now, Zombo is probably somewhere in between we'll send them anywhere versus we can't send him to Japan. Right. <laughs> And this is just based on like performance, but start off with, or my intent is to start off people with saying, hey, look, I've been streaming a while. I'm looking to step up my game. I'm going to say, okay, let me hook you up with some locals or regionals, for example. Right. Um, if you live in Canada, for example, if you literally live in Toronto, I would consider Canada Cup a regional for you, even though it's technically a major. Um, we pay for their fees and see if they do it and see if they keep up streaming because I want people who are hungry. HB to your name doesn't mean that you should stop the hustle. That's not the point of this. Right. HB is not HB is not the end destination. Um, it's the road. <laughs> um, and then we move them up. So, for example, again going back to Zamu, most recent example, he got, I think thirty. He got ninth at SCR for DBFC, and he got fourth or third both of which were very relevant games for us to be visible in. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's send you to Canada Cup. Um, so that's where he is right now. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And then there was a time where Clockwork was uh, more under us and a time where Marvel 3 was in its heyday. We were close to sending him to Japan, and that's pretty much as far as we will go. Ah, man. Clockwork yeah. in Japan. Um, it, still, it still blows my mind that he switched over to Hitbox. That's kind of nuts. Oh, uh, I, you'll have to ask him how he switched, but that's <laughs> yeah. nuts for me. Like ten-year-old veteran of the game, famous yeah. for MVC two, and suddenly switches. That's crazy. Um, yeah, all that muscle memory just out the window, which I guess is more of a. So if you think about it, that's actually not that crazy. That it's like anyone switching from like a pad to a stick or or anything. Maybe not that. It's probably not the same as that. Because there's so much learned muscle memory with like wave dashing and triangle jumping, specifically in Marvel, that like is very learned muscle memory. So mm -hmm. like what it must take to unlearn all of that is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> uh, definitely. We argue that it's easier, right? Um, or at least that's right. part of the pitch. Um, between you and me and RSF, it's not easier, it's different. Right. Um, arguably is 
objectively easier because you're just pressing the back button and the down button and then pressing dash over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I could listen to I someone pitch like, well, if you want to block, you can just in, in walk forward block. You just switch fingers. It's it's an immediate awesome. from forward to backwards instead of having to move the stick from the forward to backward position. I'm a scientist, so I know that when you moving a stick from one position to another takes longer than to just press a button if your hand's over it. That's just science. Well, yes. <laughs> um, and that's actually Justin's pitch. Like, he, um, I loaned him a hitbox. Um, I think during Texas Showdown, I had two hitboxes with me. Mm-hmm. We played the set. We were both playing hitboxes. He still kicks my ass, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 3-0, Karen, Karen. And K. Brad walks over and says... Uh, Justin, what's this? Are you playing headboss right now? And he said, I would play it only for Street Fighter just because I can walk forward and block almost immediately. Yeah. Which is like, we'll get into that later, but as Zangief main, playing that game online is the fucking bane of my existence. Walk forward and block. I've walked into so many fireballs in that game that I could could pay rent with all the fireballs <laughs> I've eaten. Damn, man, it's it's crazy to me. Luckily, they're turn the str- they're gonna tune the back struggle. the struggle. Yeah, the struggle has certainly been real. Luckily, they'll be turning down the input latency, but we'll we'll talk about all that later, of course. But uh, I kind of cut you off from your your final pitch with what Hitbox is doing because you're you're setting yourself up as this really good stepping stone. You're not even calling yourselves sponsors really like in the loosest sense of the term, because you want companies to be able to approach your players. You don't want to have a lock on them. You know, it's, it's different. Um, yes. Uh, we definitely do not want to have a lock on them because these players typically, if we pick someone up, one of the questions I ask is where do you see yourself going? Like they actually want to make, like a semi-career out of this. Mm. Uh, and the answer has to be yes. And I have to see it, not just hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have that hustle, you have that drive to stream every day, despite having a nine to five, despite working two jobs, then that goes a long way in my book. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, let me get to the point. So we set ourselves up to be like, we're not even keeping these players right. But right. Um, from my end, I want to also make my intent known um, because there has to be a but here somewhere, right? And rather than people try to theorize what that but is, I'll say it. Um, we have for each and every one of our players that we pick up on this program, so to speak, is that if and when they get picked up by a team, mm-hmm. a hand in the negotiation to say that regardless of what, uh, during their tenure with the team that they're about to join, to play on a hitbox made hitbox. Right. Um, like they have to play on a hitbox product, barring that, should they have like com- uh, competition, competitive teams sponsoring them. And we don't want to get in the way with that. That's fine as long as the hitbox that they are playing on is made by us. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have the hitbox logo on it, but it has to be made by us. And it's more of a pride thing for the owners more than anything else in that regard. Yeah, because that's um, like the thing that, that got them to that position in the first place. That makes sense. That could probably get a little complicated in terms of contractual deals, but that's I can understand that, at least. That makes sense. I and uh, we, we hope to work enough with players 
and we hope to that our player base would be committed to the hitbox where like the natural reaction would say duh i'm not going to switch right. out you know um we hope to get to that point but i make it very upfront and clear because otherwise we'd be it's not even a money thing honestly there's as you know and as other people have probably mentioned on the show already there's not a lot of money money in the fgc when you compare it to other esports titles so for us it's a matter of our brand mm. like the the creators of this work their butts off in making this um so they want to see mm -hmm. winning on this thing ultimately people kicking ass on this thing ultimately so um and it has to be their creation yeah speaking of which i've been thinking about it's one of these things and i i know i've i told you this before but i've been thinking about getting a hitbox on my own uh, mm -hmm. And then running a review of the hitbox, but just spend like the first forty minutes of it just dunking on you, <laughs> like sounds good. <laughs> reviewing <laughs> reviewing the old tapes of of your past matches uh, in the weekly, just being like, yeah, he did this on his hitbox when he, what he should have done was this, and something something along those lines. But right. I haven't quite put the energy into it yet. But in my mind, that would be the ideal situation. How I, I jest, but I am curious about about using a hitbox specifically for Zangief because what I've heard a lot of people's worries is I don't. Want, it seems like a 360 is difficult to do, but from what I've seen, there's videos out there showing. Well, it's actually quite easy, and in fact, you can do it almost immediately, like instantaneously, if you have if you use like the right 360 technique or 720 technique, uh, and that interests me, and specifically <laughs> the fact that walking back and forth, I would just have to piano my hands left and right in a half circle fashion, and then at any point just basically just hit the the thumb button and then mm -hmm. light punch, and then boom, your SPD's right there. I want to have that access in the neutral. That sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, it is good. I've I've done it before, and it's very satisfying. Yeah, because well, didn't you do a 360 tutorial video, or am I thinking of another tutorial video? You There's a couple are out thinking, there. Yeah, and woefully not updated, unfortunately. Um, mm. Part of my stuff that I'm going to be doing between now and December is updating everything that we have to Street Fighter Five. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, one of our co-founders, Dustin, uh, was the one who made that video. Oh, okay. Um, using Ultra. Um, yeah. yeah. So the technique still applies, by the way. The right. Same technique, but just different slightly. Um, let me get into specifics since this is RSF. Yeah. Um, in in four there's more jump frames around six jump frames uh in five there's only about four or mm -hmm. five depending on the character uh which means that the yeah. 720 uh standing 720 is almost impossible compared to four um standing 360 is totally fine mm -hmm. stand walk back forth 360 all you want 720 you're going to need a buffer whether that's jump whether that's dash whether that's even punch like anything to just give Right, a little bit of leeway. Um, but in, yeah, in that's... my experience, just walking seven twenties aren't really useful in in Street Fighter Five. You can, but like, it, anytime you would actually want to use a standing seven twenty, you'd buffer it anyway. You'd buffer it around behind something. Yeah, um, but there's almost no reason to use it 
they're just standing or like on someone's wake up at least Unless like in Street Fighter Five, that doesn't make sense to me at least but in that situation where that video of Yurian um doing um uh, tackle and then the Zangief player reacted with a standing 720 unless you're in that specific situation he buffered it with <laughs> yes. the crouching light kick it was a combo oh was it the crouching light kick yeah oh, it was a crouching oh. light kick there you go didn't okay. didn't I didn't miss that my eyes did not deceive very easy <laughs> to do uh, okay but no like it's I don't know it at least that's that's in five and some people said well it's it'll be easier in four to which I'm like well with Geef and T-Hawk, yeah, maybe. But, like, specifically with Hugo, it's actually a little bit more difficult because of the input requirements. Right. Uh, specifically with his uh, with his meat squasher, where you need to do two different up inputs instead of the typical one up input because uh, of the yeah. overlap with the ultra throw. But that's that's highly specific Hugo stuff that I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. Would I play Hugo on a hitbox? I don't know if that would be any different or or I don't know. I haven't I haven't tried it out yet. So I, I I'm only I, I, speaking from conjecture. I can't even speak to it intelligently. I think the only qualified person on the planet that would be able to answer that question is Mike Ross. Yeah, maybe because he he is playing on a hitbox and he is a Hugo main. There oh, <laughs> go. Uh, uh, I he didn't play on a hitbox when he was playing Hugo. Uh, mm -hmm. Disclaimer. Um, and also, yeah, other point. disclaimer: we're not affiliated with him in any sort of way. Hmm. He's just we we were just as surprised as everyone else when he decided to pick it up. But God, doing well on it on Guilty Gear. Yeah, yeah, he did quite well at at Evo even. Uh, no, that's rad. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he uses a hitbox now. That's Man, I really should get one, shouldn't I? Are you guys, <laughs> fill, are you guys filling orders yet? Are you, have you, are you back in yeah. stock? <laughs> okay. I, I think your, um, your readers, listeners, slash um, viewers uh, would actually want this info too. Um, yes, as of this recording, 1018, um, we are going to be in stock within days. Uh, of this recording um the shipment is in the united states we are just waiting for it to hit vegas okay cool yeah. um yep. where do you go for that if i were to just type hitbox hitboxarcade.com into be, uh, google okay if i just type in oh this is the first one but i guess that's because google probably is leading me to exactly where i want to go um but hitbox arcade is the website and yeah you are fulfilling orders do you cut? Do you do custom faceplates out of curiosity? No, not not at this point in time. No. Okay. Let me let me kind of ask you this then, while I have you, in terms of because you know how people are are getting buck wild with security and making people open up their sticks, uh, because uh, security theater is at an all time high. Uh, are they easy to open up and get into? Yes. Um, not as easy as probably like um, I might be getting um, sticks confused here, like the Rap 4 or the Dragon, where it literally pops the hood. We do not have that yet. Um, however, um, I did bring up the security issues with the guys as soon as SER 2018 happened. Mm -hmm. um, we will be considering that moving forward. 
um, right now, the way to open it is from the bottom. And it's essentially just screws and um, rubber feet, as we call it, which are just screw-ons. Right. Um, so as long as you have um, that small screwdriver with you, you can open up your box at any time. That's right. still not as convenient as we want it to be, uh, but we're adjusting for sure. We've heard that feedback a mile away. Yeah, and like that's fine. And honestly, at least in my opinion, personally, I don't care because I guess I like a sturdy, sturdy object. Uh, well, I have a Rat Four uh, <laughs> and a couple other sticks, obviously. But there's a, you only got got to undo one screw to get on the inside. But like right. holding that thing and like you can shake the shit out of it and not worry about things exploding. Everything's packed tight on the inside. I know that it's all good. But I I don't know. I have I guess I just have no desire to like pop the top and maybe like hide drugs in there. <laughs> Although no. we're not going to Canada Cup, so who knows? I mean. I mean. <laughs> Toronto, no, uh, man. We, uh, this episode is recorded a day after marijuana is made legal in Canada. So oh my goodness, congratulations, yeah. you've Canada. You've won the war on drugs. Yep. Congrats. I'll, I'll be interested in what like Toronto <laughs> actually it, be like. <laughs> no, knowing the people who I know in the FGC, and specifically kind of the people who I know from even Toronto, uh, it might, it's going to get legal up there. It's going to get legal. You, we might be playing blaze green. Yeah. Honestly, blaze. we might be playing blaze green. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing standing four twenties. Like nobody's business. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I get drug tested all the time, so I don't do drugs. Stay in school kids. Um, <laughs> but that, I don't know. That is, I don't know. Do you have, uh, are there, is there a compartment for cables? What's the cable sitch? Uh, so the latest model, which is shipping, we got a, a partial shipment the other week. And then the ones that are coming in now are detachable cables. Okay. Um, that has been a feedback uh, ever since I think at NCR where cable strength was an issue. Yeah. Um, a small issue, uh, but still an issue with several players. Uh, we took it to heart and said, okay, let's improve this cable. Um, at that time, we saw like this kind of trend. Okay, why don't we try detachable cables? They tried it. They liked it. Um, and now every hitbox moving forward will be coming with a detachable cable. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I don't know. That, to me, provides like a really... It's a, And I'm not just like saying this because... Like we've known each other for so long. I actually do think that the latest version is pretty sleek, sleek stick. I, do, I guess I can't really call it a stick anymore. You just have to call it a hitbox. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sure you've had stick, this conversation yeah. with like tens of thousands of people, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's, it's I, I like the minimalist design. There's something about that mm. that I like. It, it reminds me of the, the old eight arcs. Uh, like the all white eight arcs from a couple mm -hmm. years back, which they probably still make those, but uh, it would be, mm, it's a nice design. And I'm not just saying that again, I think it looks cool, but we still, I definitely still take as compliment of the guys who are here. They would take it as an absolute compliment. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been kind of pursuing this Apple like aesthetic for a while now, where it's just a bunch of white, a bunch of empty space. 
Oh, um, so you guys are in the dongle business? I mean, I guess you are with the de- detachable cables. <laughs> right now, I guess. Yeah, we're heading there. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've been after that kind of design philosophy for quite a bit. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, very good. Uh, all right. So before we get into other Street Fighter related topics, is there anything else that you have going on that you want to pitch? What do you want to pitch to the people while you have you, you have mm. the mic? The air is yours. Um, so for Street Fighter players in particular, um, uh, please know that we want a hitbox Street Fighter player. <laughs> I've been scouting <laughs> pretty heavy. I mean, can I, I mean, Mike, as Zangief main to another Zangief man, I think Mike too strong is looking to Go ahead. to pick up hitbox. And I'm sure you've talked to him before. I or have. at least know of him. He's a very good dude. Uh, and he's the, in my opinion, and I think even mathematically might be the strongest Zangief main right now in street fighter. So maybe after Capcom Cup, where they accidentally buff Geef too much and he becomes <laughs> OP again. That's the thing about Geef buffs. I've said this n- numerous times, but he's really hard to to balance because any little extra buff would make him like kind of too strong. It's like, command grab a frame uh, frame faster, and as oh, he suddenly OP. Frame, even one frame <laughs> fat that would be bananas. If it made it one frame faster, they'd have to like, but that's the thing though. They'd have to change up some of the, some of the frame data. So maybe like offensively wise, he wouldn't be as good. I don't know. It's tough. He's tough. He's a tough character to balance. I agree Uh, fully. Um, But uh, back to the subject of Mike. Yes. Um, I think after uh, earlier this morning, I even saw a tweet from him, um, which then allows me to say this. Um, fault of anyone currently in the FGC uh, we are not interested in people that currently do not play on a hitbox for this specific program uh, sim- simply because we've been burned by it before right box was up and coming I'll actually tell the little anecdote yeah go ahead. Um, we were sponsoring players to just try it um, because that was the fastest way right or one would imagine that was the fastest way to get uh, hitboxes and what we found unfortunately was that People were just doing it really to travel, and then when whenever they got the chance, they would just play on the stick. Um, hmm. That was before. That was literally when they were starting out, but it left such a bad impression on them that they really don't want to. Um, for me personally, I need people who are hungry and playing on a hitbox. Those are that it's an end, not an or. Right. So. Um, like if you have committed enough to the switch, which again I think is akin to switching to a hand, really, um, and you are making results, or at the very least are hungry, you're always putting yourself out there, trying to get noticed by sponsors, and you're playing on a hitbox. We should definitely talk, and at the very least, we'll help you on your way. And I guess to that point, where would be the best for people to reach out and do that? Um, so no, DMing me is not the best way to you do it. You don't want people to slide into DMs? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Um, I'm glad honestly, we got that out of the way because that's what I would have done. <laughs> I've been listening no, well, to this. Yes, and be sliding right into those DMs. And people would be, right? Um, okay, here, here's what I'll say. Um, 
uh, res- the importance of resumes in um, in other conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you're pitching yourself to someone, make it a dang good pitch. So if you are going to be sliding on the DMs, or if you are going to be sliding, make sure it counts that you have something ready. It's not just, oh, send me to Canada Cup because LOL, LMAO, right? That's not going to go anywhere. That's that's what I meant about not making a joke out of it. No, that's that's smart because I think this we didn't have this slate as a topic, but I think is important to talk about, but specifically within the FGC, there's so much unprofessionalism. And granted, like I, I say this as someone who completely contributes to that, who's like shit posting from the RSF Twitter account, but also it's Reddit, it's fucking our street fighter. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> out of this, this house was built on memes. Okay. Not, <laughs> not hard work and dedication. It's it's memes all the way down, folks. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so and and like we're we're grassroots FGC. Like Hitbox, uh, here's the, our one competitive advantage, if you can even call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been FGC since we started. Right. We, there has there has not been an inkling of going into any other genre because we are an FGC bred company. Mm-hmm. You uh, understand there's the there's whole... no first-person shooter hitbox in the making? So no, 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 no. So long story short, like, we've been FGC for a while, and we know, like, um, the kind of grassroots culture, like this um, swearing, all that. Like, we don't even consider swearing unprofessional, like uh, maybe other esports teams would. Right. But, 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 a sponsorship at its core is your ability to sell X. Right. It's your ability to sell that you can win on a hitbox. Hence, um, you have to carry yourself with a modicum of respect where you say, I am worthy of representing your product and here's why. Yeah. You have to give a fuck. You exactly. have to actually give a fuck, right? Yeah. Like, accurate thing. If you're sliding to the DMs, you have to give an F. Or, or like, because the best thing to me is like, just send an email. Like you put this earlier and I think this is the best way to say it, but like make a resume, like it is actually probably not that hard to make an FGC related resume. Like if you open up Google docs, uh, the one that's on, that's on the online, there's a resume template right there. You can tweak that for the FGC. You can make a FGC template, uh, something that shows past history or what you're currently doing, something that sets goals for the future. Like that's easy to write in. Contact information, our, all that shit. We help our players with that. Um, I've been intending to offer it as a service to the FGC public for a while now. At the very least, been toying with the idea. Mm-hmm. But for our players, that is that comes with the territory. Yeah. Um, but, if you do not have a resume yet, we will help you create one. I, I totally understand that and am totally for it. This is like with like our street fighter sponsorships, I was giving the credit advice to one of the players just the other weekend of like how to build your credit score, which is not related to FGC, but like is also very important if you want to like get a loan or buy a house or buy a car, uh, that shit's important. <laughs> And that, that, I don't know, that comes with it as a part of no, like, taking care of players. And making, yeah. 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 
just making sure that like they they're okay because if they do okay and they're like they're all set up to succeed then that's what you want as a quote-unquote sponsor that helps you out in the end and it just generally helps out Thank the you FGC. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's important because I consider our like I empathize with that as someone who is a quote unquote sponsor. Like, I get it. I get it. Um. Cool. Uh. No, that you totally hit the nail, proverbial nails on the head. Mm-hmm. Um. The one other thing I want to mention before we completely leave this topic, um, streamers. Um, we published this uh, with other uh, content creators already. We published this news, um, but then the question of streamers came up. Mm-hmm. We are we definitely absolutely one hundred percent want to work with streamers and mm-hmm. other content creators. We have not been able to figure out a model that works one hundred percent. Yeah, because um, I don't feel mind me saying this automatic, for example, right? Yeah, um, he can compete. He can compete with the best of them, but he's primarily on Twitch, right? right. So while it is beneficial, I don't want to mess with his revenue ability to generate revenue uh, or make a living by sending him to events where he's not in front of Twitch and yeah, go he hand has, in hand. He has a whole community on Twitch that's where he's, uh, that, that makes total sense for him. Exactly. So, um, I want to work with people like him because I think he's one of the best in representing himself. Yeah. Not not even very, he is very good at that. I'm if you want to give exactly. that dude praise all you want on this show. He's amazing. Can produce tech, valuable member of the community. Mm-hmm. Um but like his ability to put on the food on his table and keep the lights on, we do not want to mess with that. Right. So, long story short, that's my cordial way of saying we're working on it <laughs> on how to develop this program right for um uh streamers and content creators yeah it would need to be tweaked in some way for that for that to work mm-hmm. i imagine something along the lines of making sure that there's a hand cam on or something something along those i don't know but what benefit to working with the, or with us gives them right right um yeah so it's like what more um, can you do with or for them? Pretty uh, much. And what's their yeah. end goal? Yeah. And I'm sure you guys will work that out at some point in the future, but it is something that you are thinking about, which is good. Uh, all right. No, that's cool. So I guess a side topic before we get into street fighter stuff, because I know we can talk about street fighter stuff. That's fine. But something that is close and near and dear to your heart, but Soul Calibur Six is coming out. Like yes, some people it is. have it already. I have it. I have it. Steam <laughs> just released it. Um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me the elevator pitch on Soul Calibur. Or would you? Do you have prepared statements on the the latest and greatest fighting game? that's out today got you um all right how's the jiggle how's the jiggle physics there like if you're about that it is there um so (laughs) here's what i'll say um and i actually ran a poll on twitter saying like okay i want like new generation fgc to be playing this game like what do you want me to cover Mm -hmm. and i think uh one person commented addition between from 2d to 3d is probably one of the most difficult 
Yeah, um, movement's totally different. To, different there's a there's a completely different access for footsies right mm -hmm. um which might deter people from wanting to learn the game um soul caliber 6 specifically that iteration of this game most beginner friendly fight 3d fighting game to date really um, and why is that what makes it easier than say a tekken 7 right um tekken 7 is already the easiest tekken ever right yeah um but which they is need to this, say like, still very hard because movement is extremely specific in that game difficult yeah. um but for soul caliber 6 um they match without going too specific um they match the movement of soul caliber 2 which was regarded to be the fastest in the game hmm. um it's not as fast but it's faster probably like se2 se6 would be the order so like there's a lot more freedom of movement. You don't have to like duck back, duck back just to do a dash back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can step uh, towards the screen and away from the screen all over the place. More importantly, a lot of the input has been like dumbed down because that's not right. It's more a lot of the input has been um, made linear to the point where um, if you want to do a combo and if you notate it, notate it down that combo, there's not going to be like crazy five. Um, so for example, Hadouken then neutral input. It's just Hadouken input oh, or like, wow, that yeah, because is way easier then. Cause the, that to me is like the, the thing about switching from 2d to 3d games that a lot of people who play 2d games get really hung up on because they're not used to putting the stick to neutral exactly um so there's um lot less of that if not completely gone um i haven't gone through the entire character list yet right um but i will say this for ivy for example she's very notoriously um actually two command grabs where the input is just insane it's like down forward up back forward, down, forward, down, back, um, which is an absolutely insane input. Mm -hmm. um, the game itself, and this was hilarious. I posted this on Twitter. The game itself says, don't need that command grab to win. Number two, if you were to just spin your stick three times, that you would get it. And wow. it is right. If you just did like three 360s and ended in the right direction, you will still get the command grab. And the leniency is like, I can input the command from one end of the screen, run Tony up Hawk. to you and <laughs> grab you. It's ridiculous how lenient that is now. So they made this so beginner friendly, but still very competitive at the highest level. Um, that's my elevator pitch on why you should try Soul Calibur 6. What? Let me ask you this. As someone who's interested in game tutorials, how is it? how does it come across when it says you don't need this to win? Because that's actually super... Uh, that's a very interesting way of like expressing your game, actually. I, I think that other fighting games could totally benefit from that because a lot of people, when they learn fighting games or try to learn fighting games in a vacuum, they get super hyper-focused on, uh, on like learning like touch of death combos or like the most optimized shit when really you don't need to learn that at all. I said, yeah, I made a comment the other day, like the, the lab monster dies in the lab 
trying to find the the most advanced combo, the most optimized combo, without ever considering what it takes to land that first hit, which oh. is hyper true. But that's so how so how does it say in the game that you don't need it? Um, it I think that entire clause for Ivy specifically was written by someone who is a member of the FGC, but or is familiar with fighting games, I should say, mm-hmm. but also has the directive of make this as beginner-friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was written in a way where it was like, you could learn this. It is a very valuable move. It's one of the two most powerful throws in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can win without it. She has plenty of tools, and people have complained about it. She has plenty of tools <laughs> that can win, uh, that can earn her the W without those two. Ivy too um, strong. Okay. Like the number of people who have said nerf Ivy on my Twitter during the past two weeks has been insane. Oh, I should learn <laughs> Ivy then. But yeah, my boy Ivy, Astaraf though. Have you seen his half screen ring out? Oh my god. Uh, um, yeah, have yeah, that's like <laughs> the, just, oh, that's what I think. But he's because he's so long range, but like deals so much, oh such good damage. I love him. I love him. Like so you wit you with a, a two an uh, AA on him, which is just two, essentially two horizontal strikes that are high. Mm-hmm. If you whiff again him and he charges up to you, you are hitting half life damage. That combo has already been posted. Beautiful. Um, that's nuts to me. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. It's it's a thing of beauty. That's that's why I love him. I love my boy for it. Um, no, that's cool. All right. So you're excited for Soul Calibur Six. You think mm-hmm. you're so far enjoying it. Um, is it still too early to say what the online is like? Uh, I haven't tried it. Um, okay. I know the beta was really good. Um, at, um, the only bad part really was that it took too long to connect. I don't know if they were able to fix that between now and the release. Yeah. Like um, it's still, it, it's super early to be talking about, you know, how the, the online component is, at least in my opinion, you need, you need to get your you need a lot of experience for that to you need a lot of inputs what's the word what's the scientific method for it it's like you need a big pool of the big uh data yeah we need big data we need big data on on how the net code is before uh before we get into it uh which speaking of speaking of data i should ask weed how the input latency is Oh yeah, that I was about to mention it. That's probably its biggest criticism right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how true this is, but um, the the on PS4 specifically over the PC version is very similar to the launch of Street Fighter V Vanilla. Okay. Hmm. Where it was really horrible at launch. Well, I mean, to take it seven uh, on PS4 specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Yeah, it's I'll not great. To, I'll I'll look forward to what whatever Weed has to post on, on uh, on his timeline, or because he'll he'll run that test on it, which he can do pretty quickly. I just don't know if he has the game yet. Silver lining though is that this happened with Tekken Seven as well, where hmm. Tekken Seven launched with a lot of input latency, and they were able to patch it out. Yeah, uh, they're it, actually talking it, about patching it again, aren't they? thought that i saw oh, no that for Tekken 7 specifically i don't know but when they did patch it what they did was mess with the unreal engine to make yeah. sure that it worked well with ue4 um so they might just do the same to this and it'll be solved but for right now that's the game's biggest criticism competitively 
Okay. And speaking of input latency, I think that's a good transition to talk about Street Fighter V input latency. Mm. Uh, what's your hope for, for what they bring it down to? That's coming up uh, on the 23rd. So we're yeah. like five days out at this point. That's, um, I will say this, like that piece of news, ha- because I um, competitively for Street Fighter, I was planning to take it to backseat for mm-hmm. uh, in favor of Soul Calibur 6. Soul Calibur 6, I'm planning to heavy, 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 heavy compete on. But news that single-handedly said, well, maybe not quite. <laughs> um, because I'm hopeful about that news. I'm really, really hopeful. Yeah, I'm so um, interested of what, like, what will it be? What are they lowering it to? Yeah, I know. What are they uh, I believe, I believe the latest is on PC. It was 6.5 out of the box, right? Well, there's. We did a whole podcast on that when I had weed on, and he talked about what the current input latency is, and it wavers between like upper end of four and a half to about seven, depending on what time it is. It's on like a sixty second timer where it goes from that upper end of four and a half to to like seven and then resets back to four and a half at uh, when the clock rolls over. So on PC, I think it's locked at that, like that five ish input input lag, which is fine. But on PS4, it gets, it gets really wonky. And there's, if you don't know what I'm talking, if listener, you don't know what I'm talking about. There's a whole episode of that forget what number it is, but it's when I had weed on. So look for that episode. Um, if you want the, the very long breakdown, we talk about it for like a whole fucking hour about the entire method of what he did to even get it, uh, which I'm sure he'll do this method for, uh, soul caliber six. And I'm sure he'll do for street fighter five, uh, here in a couple days to see what it is. Cause if they remove that, I think that would be super good for the game. Or uh, if no, they absolutely. It, yeah, if it gets down to like four, if they just lock it at four, that would be really good. Yeah, I think and the PS4 users will take anything at this point. Yeah. Um, because for them, like um, um, the primary complaint that I always hear is that playing from PC to PS4 is just literally playing underwater. Yeah, for them. So it, it was tough when I had to when I made the switch. I was like, "No, oh, damn, this is that doesn't feel good. I don't feel good at all." Yeah, that that's probably like the number one priority. Uh, if PS4 can even match what PC is right now, we'd be in a much better spot. I think so um, too. Not- However, what I'll say to that is, I think there's a caveat with that, in that I feel like some buttons are not great like just to be with punished uh i said this the other day and there this is not the only normal that's like this but i think it's the most egregious uh abigail's stand hard punch oh yeah <laughs> granted it has long startup i get it like you can jump in on it, it like you have like 18 20 frames before it even becomes active but once it becomes active it's a big old hitbox way out there it's very far reaching and it'll get a crumple on crush counter and stays active but then once that last active frame is done it only has five frames five frames 
where that hurt box is still out there. So you think of that window of, yes, you have some time to prepare for where that hitbox is going to be. And this is just not V-Trigger considered because then it's like, well, he could charge it and throw off your timing a little bit and right. you'll get fucked for that. All of that out the window, just raw, stand hard punch, no V-Trigger. It's out there, boom, active. Hitbox goes away, but the hurt box is only for five frames. So you, your active window of like, too early, you get crush countered because of that active hitbox. Too late, you whiff entirely, even though it looks like your your hand or your foot is going through his big ass fist because his hurtbox is gone at that point. And that, that to me is the most egregious one. There are mm-hmm. other normals like it, but I was about to say uh, Bison standing medium kick is also notoriously. Yeah, that's an that's another one that's it's, it's out there, and then your fist can just right through it. It's gone. Like. Uh, I was sitting across Doctor African and another Karen player, mm-hmm. uh, where Doctor African was just pressing standing medium kick over and over and over again, and the other player was trying to punish it. He said, and I quote, "I'm gonna hit you more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you more, no matter what you do. <laughs> I'm with punishing this because you will never with punish it." Um, and he with punish it once after throwing it like thirty times. Yeah. He got one with punish and that was it. Because so. the hurt box just disappears. They don't they don't stay out there long enough for you to throw a button into it. Um, yep. And that's just another example. I feel like Colleen's stand hard punch is somewhat similar to that as well. Standing light kick, try to whip punish that five frame active and then gone for after three, four frames or something like that. That's yeah. nuts. Um what they needed to lower it down to um in a dream scenario where we would get everything that we want i would say faster than a four frame jab so if we got anything between three to four i think that would fundamentally change the game i'm not saying it will be better it'll mm-hmm. be better i'm not saying it's objectively better but for us to notice the change i think if the input lag was lower than a jab Wow. We would see some fundamental gameplay changes. Which would be significant. That's a significant decrease. Specifically looking at what like Weed has posted for other games, like sub three, there's not a lot of games on that sub three list. Or even on that three frame list. Uh that's because that's low that's pretty low input latency, considering. Very, low. very, very low. Like uh that would be a uh, pretty as close to a true test of skill as we can get mm-hmm. where lag is not an issue um mm-hmm. well with with that in mind though you brought up because i i think that that i don't know when when we talk about what the input lag could be and if it, like you said, it would change the game to which I think that a significant balance patch would need to be done. I don't think that, I think a lot of characters' game plans would essentially change at that point. Or even player philosophy. Yeah. Um, I can think of Rob TV posting, and this is coincidence, but I think uh, conspiracy theory, Rob TV might have influenced some things here. Uh, Rob TV said, uh, he got either top eight or one at some event. Yeah. Um, uh, and timing it jumps. I think that was 
Oh, no, it was the, the UIU, the Gobble Gauntlet. Gobble Gauntlet. Yeah, the Thanksgiving, the Canadian Thanksgiving Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he got uh, placed high or won that event uh, by jumping. Event. Oh, it was, good job. <laughs> it was an online event. And uh, yeah, he was playing like a nutcase. It was bananas. And then afterwards, yeah. he had made that post, that tweet that was like, yeah, I just played like a nut and I got second. Here's the thing, though. He said, and I quote, he said, uh, he played Street Fighter V and he mentioned input lag as one of those factors. Mm. A week later, Capcom announces that they heard this input <laughs> lag. And I'm like, was there a motive here to not let Rob TV win? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the like, man's trying that- to put Rob TV down. <laughs> the Illuminati agenda of Capcom, I don't know at this point, but mm. I'm like, that timing is just way too good. That's pretty funny. Rob TV, it's good dude. Good dude. Um, you also brought up Dr. African. Great guy. I think I've told a story about him. Uh, oh, wait, no. Never mind. I'm thinking you have a different thing. He was just standing there uh, when this other thing happened. So that's why I had that in my mind. Never mind. I'll, no problem. I'll, I'll allude to that and maybe tell that story later. Uh, but that's a story about. Sure, he'd uh, love to hear it. <laughs> well, it's a story about uh, Tourniquet and Lizard. Uh, ah, but that's, gotcha. that's an aside. Uh, and he just happened to be around. Uh, good dude though. Uh, do you want to pitch your community at all? Like your, your local scene? Yeah. Um, so, oh gosh, um, the community, Dallas community right now, DFW is, is still thriving for, um, under the quote unquote esports banner. Mm-hmm. I guess now's a good time to bring up the news, uh, that we talked about prior to the show. Um, when Echo Fox announced that they were dropping people by total coincidence the day after, A, who you guys may know under Infinity Esports, you guys might know them for their Overwatch team even, decided that it would be essentially disbanding every single one. And that includes the FGC division. Um, Dr. African uh, Toy, uh, who plays Bison, is currently a leader in the online mm-hmm. boards. And a bunch of up and coming Dallas players were affected. So that's yeah, actually that's part nice. of the Yeah, it like co- by total coincidence after the Echo Fox um, um, announcement. And they, in what group was that again? GGEA. Yeah. Yeah. So they were sponsored, and now they're not. Um, so if you guys are looking to pick up people, uh, I would be looking at that roster because. They're up and coming too. If I was, if any of them played on a hitbox, best believe I would be already. Uh, <laughs> you'd be hitting, you'd be privately, you'd be sliding into the DMs professionally, of course. A hundred percent. So there, there is that, but um, Dallas is still pretty thriving right now because the part of Infinity Esports that wasn't dropped, um, we're getting several pieces of news actually number one we're opening up an esports stadium here in arlington hmm. and it's run by k uh a person of kit fame with panda yeah um you might have heard that name not panda um, global is, which people confuse him with sometimes i've seen that panda x gaming panda, panda x, gaming. x gaming not panda global different panda get it right yeah. folks yes 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 <laughs> Um, he's been a long-time community. We've we've always loved working with KIT. They were the, one of the first tournament series we sponsored. Yeah. Um, and um, 
yeah, there uh, he's heading this project like a madman, trying to build this esports stadium by November. Oh, word. Yeah, so that's going to be sick. Um, it's going to come up with a bunch of launch events for e all kinds of esports titles. But since it's Panda, he's also sprinkling in a bunch of FGC in there. No, as that'll well be Smash. sick. Man, that's awesome. Good for him. He's been at it for a very long time. Glad to see that uh, really come to flourishing then. He's amazing. And then yeah. the other piece of news for Dallas is DreamHack Austin is now moving to DreamHack Dallas. Oh, man. Easy. Crazy announcements. Things are blowing up in Texas. In Dallas, I, I, at least, I suppose. Um, I don't know why they would do it, um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they see something in the city that I'm even I'm not. So that's fantastic news for us. Um, we get to... Um, I, I've been meaning to go to a DreamHack, and I've already been planning to go to DreamHack Atlanta just to check it out. Yeah. But, man, um, DreamHack has always been on that radar. We're like, okay, they've been kind of tiptoeing into the FGC, throwing side tournaments here and there. Through Alex Jabele, of course. Shout-outs to Alex. Mm -hmm. But um, I know they've been stepping it up, but especially with someone like Alex on the helm, that will only be accelerated even further. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Dallas over the next 12 months really yeah no that is that is super interesting why wow, i don't know why they would move that to dallas though that's yeah it's kind of crazy texas has some some good communities though too like austin houston and dallas all have like really strong communities and that's mm -hmm. only the big three out there i mean there's there's definitely more yep there are big, big state uh but okay cool um so I think that that basically covers, I think, what we had planned to talk about. I do want to slightly bring up one thing. I'll just direct people to go uh, read this write-up because I think it would be beneficial. Uh, it's a write-up by True Knight, who has done a lot of great work in the community. Uh, he's written a lot of really good tutorials. Uh, just generally good dude for helping people out. Uh, and he wrote a write-up on how to improve your adaptation and pattern recognition speed. Uh, and it really digs into the mentality of what you should be looking at your opponent for or what information you are getting from your opponent, which, I mean, specifically for newer players, that is the one hurdle that they tend to never think about is what is your opponent trying to accomplish and how can you manipulate that in any way uh, or adapt to how they play. I mean, like, grand example is the... Gandhi, the Gandhi match uh, by FSP Gandhi, right? No adaptation. He had uh, FSP, skilled player, knows how to play, didn't play that matchup right. Totally got blown up for it. But uh, so I'll just direct, I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, highly recommend go to read it. Uh, but that'll, that'll wrap up the show. Unless, Sora, there's anything that you would like to bring up in addition to what we've already talked about. Or you would want to reiterate? No, that's it. Um, no, that's pretty much it. This has been a long episode. Thank you guys for having me, number one. Oh, it was uh, a pleasure. Uh, honestly, it's been too long. And it's a good excuse for me to just talk to you for a while about just shooting the shit. Because 
I don't know. It, you've been around for so long that it's bound to happen at some point. So I want to continue this at Canada, by the way. Just oh, definitely. Uh, well, trust me, man. I've I've got a lot of people in Canada who have said that they owe me a beer, so I might be dead by the time you find me. Who knows? Uh, it should be a good time, but the classic. Uh, yeah. No, don't worry. I'm a I'm a lovely drunk. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> And I wanted they to say hi to you at Evo, but you were busy running around like hosting. Well, that's a I was going to bring up like at Evo, ridiculous. I showed up to your pools to say hi to you, and you weren't there. And I was no, like, oh no. fuck, he's not here. I had a family thing. A yeah. Long story short, but I had to attend to my brother. Mm-hmm. That's what caused that emergency. That was it. Yeah, but everything ended up being okay, and I ended up seeing you later at the event uh, near the the hitbox booth, and I was like, "Damn, man! Like, you guys putting in fucking work." Uh, but yeah, <laughs> long story short, on that, and we'll pick this up uh, in Toronto next weekend. Uh, a couple things before next weekend, though, is ECT is this weekend in New Jersey, uh, Jam Festival in Brazil. Uh, those are both ranking events. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some fun stuff to watch. I know that there's a USF four tournament happening at ECT. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be streamed. I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I do know that there is one happening. Uh, and then of course, Canada cup is next week, which is the last, um, nah, no, never mind. Is it the last premium? No, no, there's because there's the LATAM regional finals and the Red Bull conquest ending in November. So, gotcha. Not the not the last technical premiere, but like points are getting pretty dang close. It's getting (laughs) thin. It's getting thin out there. People getting hungry, and it it kind of shows. Uh, and a lot of people are traveling around. People are booking out the, the end of their year for leading up to Canada Cup. So it should all be good. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a show. But before we end, I can't let you leave without asking you the two questions that I ask every every person who comes on this show. For the first time, I ask him a line of two questions. Two questions. Related, of course. The first question being... What is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? <laughs> uh, We've had a, okay. a slew I, of I, answers, I, and I feel like there's like however people answer this question can tell a lot about their their philosophy as as, as a player. You're absolutely right, um, and I will probably not come across as a very a uh, friendly person by saying what I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, it is zero standing H in oh. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three. So that's a that's a big beefy button. That is a big beefy yeah. button right there. Yep, yep. It does so many wonderful things. Especially when he's got the the double out. He's got the twin. And everything behind it, it's just ridiculous how good that move is. Yes, no, that is my favorite normal. Good point. Good normal. It's it's just it's. It's very useful and op- it's oppressive. It's an oppressive button. That's kind of, yeah. It's like no way out, and that's why I feel like it doesn't reflect well into what I want to say. But yeah, that's my favorite button. Word. Uh, okay. Uh, so which that leads into the next question, which is, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Harder. 
a little bit harder. A little like, bit I'm more difficult. Say, yeah, I'm tempted to say lightning loop, but it's not. Um, probably. Like when I answered this question, to me, is actually Sagat in Street Fighter Four, uh, the forward light kick into crouching jab into DP. That specific string, to me, the cadence of it. I love the way it sounds when I do it. I love the way it it feels when you hit that jab. It's that dun dun, dun into the cancel specifically. It's that. It's that cadence. I like the way it sounds. I like the way no. it feels. It's brutal. And uh, you're right. Cadence is very important in having a favorite combo. Um, I will give a two-part answer to this. I That's hope you fine. You can have multiple. By the way, uh, I didn't say this, but you have multiple answers for this. <laughs> well, the first one came to mind immediately. Here, I had to think about it. Um, mm. So my my favorite, number one favorite, or Favorite point one, I guess, uh, combo to do. Favorite combo, a. a different for a different reason is Karen, uh, Tenko into, um, to Mujin Kyaku into Ex Tenko into Ex um, Orochi, mm -hmm. like the quote unquote hard combo. Right. Um, for me, that combo is one of the most satisfying combos to do in Street Fighter. Still, even mm -hmm. even more than Minot stuff, and I've done Minot stuff. Now, why is um, why is that? It is simple to the point and effective, but also still has that degree of difficulty I'm looking for. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's every hitbox player, but I like the stuff that I like doing on a hitbox takes execution to hmm. some extent. It's not the hardest thing in the world. Um, I don't typically go for the hardest, hardest, hardest. Right. But if it has that sort of, as you said, cadence, fine where it feels like i'm hitting you when an elbow in this attack even though i'm just pressing buttons yeah that yeah that feels yeah, um, I, can, I can feel that specifically with that combo too because you you don't really you can't plink the activation of the command dash no. you, you just have to know the timing all time you have the command the ex command dash yeah. you can plank the orochi after but not the ex command dash that's a manual time Mm -hmm. Um, the favorite combo number two for a completely different reason, um, is infinite. Uh, What's, which one is this? Mean infinite, um, which is essentially people have dubbed it rocking the cradle where I do terror corner infinite screen and I switch sides every single rep rather mm -hmm. than just keeping you in the corner. Um, the reason why I like this combo is simply because of the memory of it. Uh, um, Dante Virgil for the longest time for Ultimate Marvel. In its last year, I decided to switch to what is on paper the better team, which is Zero Morgan Dante. Um, my Morgan was ass, absolutely ass. Um, and anyone playing me in Marvel 3 would tell you that. But I wanted <laughs> to make my Morgan relevant, and that was the quickest way. It wasn't just mid uh, corner infinites that I needed. Everyone and their mother at the corner infinite. Um, I needed something that was flashy. I needed something that would make my opponent pee themselves. So I learned Ryan LV's Morgan mid screen infinite. Um, and I think I can't think of anyone else that's doing it regularly. Word. I like it. I like that a lot.
Uh, and I like how that's something that we had talked about kind of throughout the show is that you've got your execution down, you're using the hitbox and you think it's a good product. You have thought it's a good product for, for years now. Um, so with that, uh, I think that's a show, uh, where can people find you and hitbox on the internet? Sure. Uh, hitboxarcade.com is the website. Um, like I said, the hitboxes will be back in stock. We promise <laughs> very, very shortly. Um, on Twitter, it's at hit underscore box. I'm at hitbox one word underscore Sora. Um, YouTube is youtube.com slash user slash hitboxes. Own YouTube channel, which is HB Sora as the user. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. You streaming very often these days? Now that Soul Calibur 6 is out, I will be. Uh, <laughs> right, so immediately following this, you're going to hit play on, probably. on the stream. And... <laughs> uh, I need some food first, but probably there will be some form of stream one way or another where I'm just messing with the lab. It, that address is twitch.tv slash Sorokai. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you haven't asked me about by the way. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I guess the meaning of Sorokai. I've never really thought about that. It's something uh, that I gloss over because I only think about the first half of it. I don't think about the set. Is there a part? Is there a part two to this? Uh, amalgamation of two of my favorite characters of all time, Sora and Kai Kisuke from Guilty yeah, Gear. Yeah, I do like. Yeah, Guilty Gear has some good characters. Hundred percent. I'm partial to Cliff. He's got a big old sword. It's big. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's small. He's an absolute unit, but his sword is very large. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I like him a lot. All right, no, that's all right. That's cool. And also with Kai, I'm I'm partial to Robo Kai. Mm. But that's just uh, me. The, the dirty stuff. Uh, yeah. I can, the dirty stuff from uh, X um, X two, whatever that plus suffix R. of that game is, plus <laughs> R Axel Core, whatever. But yeah, I know he was a lot dirtier than normal Kai. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, man. Thank you again for taking the time out of your day. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Um, you can find me, listeners, at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or Joe underscore Monday on Reddit. Uh, or if you want to hit up this show at all, hit it up on twi- Twitter at Reddit SF. That's a show. We'll be back next week. Don't forget about the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays on the East Coast, Fridays on the West Coast. But until next time, folks. Take care.